everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Steel Clay Podcast, where we are two vessels of clay working out the heavyweights of life. We want to thank you for joining us this evening. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, my friend. Hi, my friend. How are you? I am here. I am here. All right. You're only here and here. You're not here, here, here. I'm only here and here. The third one, kind of shaky. Kind of shaky. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because this this one is hitting a little close. It's 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 being played out, and I'm. And I was just praying for the last like maybe thirty, maybe longer than that, but like really going in probably the last forty five minutes to an hour, just just trying to see where see where the lesson in it for me, and you know you know just ingest it for me. So yeah, that's why the third here is like. Mm. Amen. Well, come on, let's pray and let's get into it. All right. All right. Father, we bless you, God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, God. We just thank you for the opportunity to sit together again, God, and to pour over your scriptures, God, to rightly divide, God, your word of truth, God. We thank you for the way that your word would minister to us, God, even in this season. We pray that even as we are strengthened, Father, and even as we are built up, Father, that our listeners, God, will be built up as well, God. Minister to their hearts. Father, give them the words that you would have them to hear. Let something that is said on today, Father, make a difference in their life, God. We thank you. God, we thank you, and we dare not take this opportunity to to speak, Father, for granted. We thank you, and we ask your Holy Spirit to make his place with us on today, Father, and we bless your name and give you all glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so this this hit me like like the last time I had to walk away from the recording and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just step away from it and let it come to me. And then mm-hmm. this one, this one kind of came like right after like, Ooh, boom, you know, this kind of hit me right after. So I had to, you know, I had some things to do like around the house and different things to do. So I said, well, when I sit down, I'll really, you know, go study, really go look at it. Sure. So one of the things, the first thing that came to me was, Nathan Nathaniel Hawthorne wrote a story. You know, mm-hmm. he did short stories back in the day. Um, in a collection. They used to do like a collections of story. They wrote a short story called he wrote one called The Birthmark. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said, they do a lot, they do a collection of stories, like short stories here and there, and they put them all in one volume. This is one that uh really stood out for me in going back over Romans 14. Okay. So the so the birthmark is about a scientist that stops he stops focusing on his career to get married. Now this lady is the perfect. He's like she his genes is yang. She just like fair. She perfect. She temperament. Everything is just like wonderful. Now mm-hmm. again he a scientist so so she is perfect for him. However, she has this birthmark on her cheek in the form of a small hand, just like mm-hmm. real small hand on his, on her cheek. And he just he doesn't dislike he doesn't like it. He's just like, uh, she perfect, but she got this birthmark. However, she loves the birthmark. She thinks it gives her a unique type of beauty. Like this, no one has this birthmark for her. So she's yeah, oh, this is my birthmark, and you know. So 
as they're honeymooning and they're they're newlyweds and they're doing the newlywed thing and they're he just he just become unnaturally obsessed with this mark <laughs> and he's like having dreams of cutting the mark off for her face and he's like really obsessed with it it's like unnaturally obsessed with it so over time she begins to hate the mark in hopes of pleasing him mm. So she's like, oh my God, it's hideous. So over time, she stops, she starts disliking the beauty mark as he continues to grow to hate it. He growing to hate this beauty mark. So one day he's like, you know what? She hasn't been to his lab. She doesn't go to his lab or whatever. So he invites her to the lab and he's showing her all these different things he's been tinkering with. And she's kind of like, oh no, I'm not gonna be in here. I'm not gonna. And he was like, you don't trust me. And uh you're you you know you you don't trust me you don't trust me as your husband you and so she you know kind of is taken aback but she's like no no no, i trust you you know you're my husband or whatever so while he's taking her down there is for a reason he had developed this potion that will get rid of the beauty mark and he convinces her by accusing her like i just said you don't trust me or whatever so he he was not to be trusted, but she didn't know that he was using it as a way to get her down there and to, you know, take the potion or whatever. So once he convinced her to take the potion, she takes the potions and falls asleep immediately. Mm-hmm. She falls asleep immediately. So while she's asleep, he's watching over her. The mark begins to fade. So mm-hmm. the beauty mark begins to fade. He gets ridiculously happy that the mark is fading little by little. Little by little, the mark is fading. So the wife wakes up. She wakes up and then she go and look in the mirror and she sees that the mark is almost completely gone. It's almost completely faded. And so he's just so happy. He's so happy. And she's unhappy. She's unhappy. And he was, he's, and she said, yeah, the mark is fading, but I'm dying as well. Mm. And when the mark is completely faded off her face, she just dies. Mm. She dies. And I was sitting there like, okay, why is this story coming up to me about Romans 14? You know, stuck on Romans 14. So it's like a couple of points that we could take from this. We could take from this story. We can go with it. And I'll let you choose once I run down the points. Um, the one point is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Shifted focus shifted focus focus mm-hmm. okay the next point is the idea of perfection loving one's imperfection or imperfections mm-hmm. allowing people's opinions to change who you are mm-hmm. allowing socially acceptable standards or ideas to change you mm-hmm. okay pressures from loved ones to change you in order to receive their love Hmm. the inability of people to walk away from unhealthy bonds and the last one the biggest one is killing a person by taking away their unique traits abilities birthmarks etc fill in the blank when you take away someone's unique characteristic you're even you will either you'll kill them in some type of way now in this story she dies she literally dies that perfect that perfect woman that you said was perfect for you your perfect temperament the perfect lady she's just a she's a perfect lady she's this all because you could he couldn't stand this small hand-like birthmark on her cheek Mm -hmm. 
So he killed and 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 in him killing the imperfection, he ended up killing his perfection. Mm. That's deep. So I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you take which one of those you wanna go with. Which one is hitting you? Well, I, you know me, you know me. I, I have a difficulty when you give me too many options. So let's just take the first point and let's just run it on down. I mean, that's just the easiest oh. thing for me. That's just me. Okay. So I'll run the, okay, I'll so do the checklist. Okay. Thing. The first yeah. one is shifted focus. Ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> this is a one. This is a good one because this is the place where most of us find ourselves all the time. How mm-hmm. many of us have picked up our phone to go and do one thing on Facebook? Maybe make a post or go find something, a piece of information. And then you look up from your phone 20 minutes later and you done went down a rabbit hole of finding out about why Bow Wow and Romeo are not making a documentary together. And <laughs> you don't even really care about neither one of them. And so we as people um, don't do well. With maintaining our focus. I think this is why the Bible tells us in so many passages, lift our eyes to the hills from which cometh our help, to keep your eyes on the prize, to looking forward to things that are ahead, you know, not remembering those things that are past. Like the Bible is very specific in telling us to maintain our focus. So a lot of times we don't. We look at everything else except for the thing that is supposed to be in our focus. We're driving down the road. We're supposed to be focusing on the road. We're looking at somebody off to the left side. The next thing we know, our car is in because wherever our focus went is where our car went. And so instead of it being on the road in front of us, we ended up in a ditch on the side of our road because our focus was on the side of the road. Mm. Okay. Well, looking in Romans 14. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about shifted, shifted focus. focus. And which of the 23 verses would you ascribe to someone or would you pull out for this here lesson on shifted focus? Probably number four, if I were going to say to keep your focus, who are you to condemn someone else's servant? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. So if their focus remains on their own master. I swear we didn't talk about this this week. I ain't had time to talk. I've been busy. My schedule been out of crazy whack because I'm prepping for the holidays. So, you know, I take clients. I have about 20, 25 clients right now. So I had, yeah, so I had to schedule so that I could see all of them before the break and, you know, prep them for the break. So I haven't talked to anybody this week. I haven't even had a date with my husband this week. Mm, oh, we're going to rectify mm-hmm. that as soon as we get done recording. I, I'm just saying. I, I, I know that. That's <laughs> why I was like, mm, 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 mm. I know after this, I will not speak to you again. You will today. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You will not. But no, we haven't discussed. But if I were going to pick out a verse to tell everyone, this is where your focus should be or how to maintain your focus, I would go with verse four. You're accountable to your own master and he will judge whether Mm. or not you stand or fall. And so then you need to look to your master, right? Your Lord, Mm -hmm. the person who Mm -hmm. cures your soul salvation, look to him for his help so that you can stand and receive his his approval. 
Mm, mm, mm. I, I wrote that one down. Mm. Uh, I want I went so far as to go to five. One person it seems one day above yeah. another. Uh, uh, every day alike. Let each fully convinced. Let's uh, let each be fully convinced in his own mm. mind. And 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 at the top of the you know top of the con- uh, I about to say the hour. Yeah, let's say top of the hour. I was saying this one is kind of being played out for mm. me. Is just that you know there was a situation that occurred today mm-hmm. um where someone took liberties over someone mm. else's property we don't say property okay. and we feel like because i'm i'm above you and you're below me and they are below you i have seniority over everything who determined that and it's not it's, it's not it's, it's, it's the, well, the, well that particular person that particular person determined that in their mind they have the right to that particular property because it belongs to somebody that belonged to me that that person belonged to them mm, mm, mm. so I got so I got rights over all of them mm, because it belonged so to just, somebody that they were connected to and they felt like they Exactly. They had ownership. So that's like me claiming my husband's car because I'm his wife. Exactly. Even though he gave it to his son from another marriage. Mm. It don't belong to me. Mm. It don't belong to me. Mm. And just because I'm his wife doesn't mean anything. He gave it to his son from another relationship. So it's not mine. I can't claim ownership to it. But because I feel like I'm I'm superior because I'm quote unquote the wife, then I might try to mm. use super authority in that area and take something that doesn't belong to me. You you preaching there because I've I've seen this I've seen this like recently in the news with celebrities mm-hmm. you know talk about celebrities I've seen this in the news with celebrities you know uh Robin Williams his his kids feel like that they deserve an inheritance or so much of the inheritance and his current wife is like no all of it belonged to me because I was his wife mm-hmm. and I'll give you guys what. I feel which and then we I'm not saying she did this but people were like well then I'm gonna come up with this crazy reason as to why you don't deserve any of mm-hmm. it so I can keep all mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I can keep all of it and so when you make up in your mind that you are ruler over somebody else's stuff just because you're connected to that mm-hmm. person then you just set you just set a course for all kinds of the da- disastrous things to happen mm-hmm. and erroneous false information to be out there and to you want people to look bad upon something else when really the thing that or the person that should be taking an introspective look of wait a minute I did this wrong is the person who has that mind of saying all of this mind right right but we we, we but we as people haven't got there yet to where we take ownership of our own mistake we continue to compile the mistakes of others in order to build a wall to say or uh, draw a line in the sand and say see they're wrong if, because they crossed this mm-hmm. line because this line can't be crossed and that's the thing with blended families mm-hmm. if you don't set the if you don't set the tone for that blended mm-hmm. family off rip <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> foolery it's going to be some boo moment be some hateration holleration in this dancery is what it's going to be I'm here to tell you I lived it I have a blended family. You mm-hmm. and my son from another marriage. Um, he's he's older than my other children. He I have two older children and two mm-hmm. younger children with my husband. And my oldest son mm-hmm. was getting in trouble in Illinois with his father. And um, 
he my my ex-husband called and said hey you know i'm putting your son out and i'm like whoa he's not even graduated from high school you know he can't be put out yet you know he still got a fit you know and he's like well if you don't come mm-hmm. get him that's what's gonna happen and so i call my husband and i'm like hey you know my ex-husband is calling me this is what's going on you know and my husband is a very wonderful gracious man he said well we need to go get our son and i said okay well you know what's gonna be something else when he moves here because he gonna be like his father not saying anything bad about his dad but whoever raises you is who you end up turning out like now i'm not gonna say that you're a carbon copy but the even the even old wise tales will tell you that whoever you feed is who gonna look like you uh let me take a pause for the calls uh romans 6 and 16 do you not know to whom you present yourself slaves to obey you are that one slave whom you obey whether of sin leading to death or whether obedience leading to righteousness break that down that that's that's the new king james version you probably got a better version of that um i'm trying to reach from a little phone what's the verse again 16 16 and the new mm-hmm. translation reads don't you realize that you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey you could be a slave to sin which leads unto death or you could choose to obey god which leads to righteous living so up until then <laughs> he he had been obeying his daddy and living his daddy rules and doing what his daddy said and we do things different so there you go so that's all I was saying. I'm not saying that he's no, 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 no. Or whatever. Just, or right, so he's been just yes. different. And and his and and, yes. and and for the record, his father is not a believer. His father is not a believer. Mm-hmm. So when my son was getting ready to move down here, you know, me and my husband had a discussion, and I looked at my husband and I'm like, hey, you know, I appreciate you being open and available to raising from my previous relationship as our son. I said, but you do understand that we bring in another child into this household and he said i understand that he don't know the rules here he gonna have to learn and i said okay well amen and so when my son came here the first thing that my husband did was have a family meeting with aaron and he sat him down and he said now look uh this is our family and and keontae is home that's our son's name keontae is home so guess what we don't have to adjust ourselves accordingly now these are the rules here these are how things go you know he laid down the rules for everybody not just for my oldest son he reiterated it to everybody every child every man every woman that was living in our house at that particular time everybody was present and he laid down the law and so then he gave he has given my son time to really adjust himself because it took a a procedure for him to change Mm -hmm. from obeying what he thought did up there to what he has to now do down here which is different because of Mm -hmm. the way it is that we Mm -hmm. believe and i'm not going to tell you that it's that it has been an easy process it hasn't he's had to completely change his even his understanding of life wow But that family meeting was so weird and it was so, it was so necessary. And so, you know, and I get a text message from, Hey, I don't know if I can do this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, he has, you know, three kids by this woman and three kids by this woman. And, you know, and I have three and then we haven't one together and I don't know how to do all of this and be this. And I said, well, first of all, uh, rules got ground rules have to be set without ground rules and without that boundary and that border then uh if 
you know, some place have to be Switzerland. Some place have to be the neutral zone. Like this is the neutral zone. But at the end of the day, we it's not your children. It's not my children. Now y'all together. That's our, all of our mm-hmm. ch- children. Because you cannot accept that man without his other three kids. And he cannot accept you without your other three kids. So now it's everybody. Now we all got a hand. It takes a village. Your village just happens to be a little bigger than everybody else. I just want to throw a caveat out here. And I ain't trying to point the finger at nobody. So if this is you and you're taking an issue with what I'm saying, you can you can um hit my inbox. Okay. You can find me. Uh uh scurbs 1 at gmail.com. Don't don't uh message still click because this is me talking. Um ladies. I understand that to us, but if just like you want a man to accept you and all your children when you come to the relationship, we have a responsibility not to do our men halfway. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we'll have different rules for us when we come into a relationship with children than we do for men when they come into a relationship with children. And so I just want to uh, throw that out there. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Oh, they can hit steel clay because I, 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 I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> they can hit steel clay. I approve this message because I just seen somebody on Twitter going completely off about that. Like, you want this man yeah. to be exclusively to you, exclusively this, and, and do this and do this and shut everything down for you, but then you do nothing for him. And then when he goes outside mm-hmm. of that exclusivity in your mind that you set rules for him, you want to go berserk. You're not prepared. You're not even prepared in your mind because the girl was like, if you knew what it entailed, what you had to do every day for this man to be in his life, every day for this man, for you to focus all your energy on making sure his needs are met and everything that he has going on with him is okay because at the end of the day, you're the one probably asking for the exclusivity. <laughs> and there it is. You're the and so you better be prepared to handle yes. all this stuff. So if he say, so if he say, uh, he he want that, uh, <laughs> he want the, that head every Wednesday, baby, get your money I mean, together. Get I mean, get your money together. I don't, I don't do that. Save people. Don't save do people. No, 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 wait, wait, There's wait, nothing wait, to find wait, about the marriage. Wait a minute. Listen, I'm gonna quote Brother okay, Steve Harvey. He said, "Listen." I don't know what y'all got going on, but y'all got 10 to 12 kids. If y'all don't think, you know, certain things are, are, are worthy of, you know, doing somebody doing something nasty back at I'm the house. Saying. Somebody doing something nasty back at the house. And so with that focus shift, you know, shifting your focus, when we get laser focus on one particular thing, we will miss, we will see the trees, but we will not see the forest. Mm. We will not see the forest. And the forest is the biggest, the big picture. That's what we need to be looking at. Like, what is the big picture? Like, you should account up the that cost of being with that person in that blended situation. Mm-hmm. And you should have said, okay, this is what you can deal with. And this is what you can't deal with. And let me talk to the brothers for a minute. It's up to you to make sure that your exes know that this is the person you've chosen yes. to be with that this is the person you've chosen to be with and this is the person that you want to if it's if it's a marriage you spend in the rest of your life with if it's a boy another relationship well at this moment she's mm-hmm. it you know what i'm saying the and the reason why i feel like men and women do not make the, have those conversations is because they still have not broken ties with that baby's father or with that child's mother because the thing about it is i don't know who put that out there like if that's the baby mama or that's the baby dad oh he always got or she always got access mm-hmm. to him or he always got access to her 
when it comes to the child. Mm-hmm. That is the only access that you are granted. Yeah. Now, now if y'all got that polygamy thing going on, hey, I ain't knocking nobody's style, but in but in the monogamous, in monogamous, oh, you Lord, are right. No you are already. right. <laughs> when you exclusive to somebody and you are that we doing that one to one not mm-hmm, one to five mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ratio we doing that one to one ratio you need to make sure that that one to one stays that one to one and on top of that a lot of people put their kids before oh my kids be here when you leave Ooh. hold up now hold up now since you stepping on toes now <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Now you dipping off into the big kids again. Come on, come on, my kids be here. So you said I'm leaving. Mm. Uh, I'm just, I'm just telling you, my kids be here when you leave. Let me tell you like this, and I'm gonna just be real raw and nasty. Well, I hope they can suck your penis for you. Oh my! I hope they can do all the. Th- I hope they can do all the things. <laughs> I hope, I hope they can do all the things to you that I've been doing to you since your children gonna be here when I leave because here's the thing because when those children leave who gonna be there for you because trust me they're gonna go get them somebody when they 18 19 they're gonna be gone or are you are you raising them to stay in your house because as the bible tells me you raise them up in a way that they should go mm-hmm. you raise them up to be to cleave to their woman to cleave to their man and but you gonna tell me that they're gonna be here when i leave so you're not looking for me to stay that's just like a prenup I'm just sorry. Yeah, I'm all I'm all in my bag. Oh, you in your bag today, <laughs> That's just, just like a prenup. You going in saying when we divorce, <laughs> I want everything that I that I brought in, and you can take everything that you brought in, and maybe a little piece if you go out. Maybe a le- little piece. Because to be honest, a prenup is not like ironclad of what people think it is. Because anything that you do while you're married, if it's not in that prenup, if anything that's community property, if you get that woman or that man accustomed to being taken care of, trust and believe that accustomed, that word works in the courts. Works, whatever. You might not have to give her a lump sum every month, but you're going to come off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. You're going to come off of it. Uh, the word says in Luke chapter 14, verses 28, um, uh, mm-hmm. don't begin until you count the cost. Well, who would begin construction on a building without calculating first whether or not they have enough money to finish the project? Or materials. They might complete only the foundation before they run out of money. And then everyone would laugh at them. And now I know that this particular scripture is talking about following Christ, but this is with a commitment towards anything. You don't jump into Mm -hmm. a thing and commit to it without counting up the cost of whatever it is that you're beginning to engage in. And see, you know, I was faced with a dilemma of, 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 you know, being a blended family, and I'm willing, and I'm willing to go in both feet, jumping in both feet first, because I am that community sure. person. And I realize you had a life, you've had a life before me, but then, you know, I get hit with, well, I don't really want to get married until my kids are grown and mm. gone. So you think I'm going to be on hold, on pause? Because mm. one, one in elementary. Oh my. You think somebody really going really to be on pause until they're done? You know, until they're done, because you you don't like conflict and you don't like to be in the middle of drama. Well, then, if that's the case, then you set the atmosphere just like your husband did, and you set the boundaries in which, you know, this is what's gonna go on. 
Because at the end of the day, I'm not a I'm not a type of person that's gonna fight with the other woman. I, I'm just not gonna we're not gonna be on Facebook, um, we're not gonna be on Instagram, we're not just gonna take it there. We we I'm gonna DM you my number, DM you the address, and I'm gonna tell you to pull up and let's do this like grown women. Because the thing about it is the same thing he told you, he probably told me in his little different words, because both of mm-hmm. us fell for the same thing. We both fell for the same thing. So when we as a people realize that when you allow other people to serve their masters and when you allow other people to, to set in their own mind what they're going to do, you let them live. Now, is that living in peace, my living? Oh, I'm going to say well, that's I'm something going to different say something. altogether. That, but that's something different altogether. But at the end of the day, if you're focused, but if, like I said, if you so singularly focus on this one particular thing, like this man, and, and they always say, oh, she's hurt because uh, she's still holding on to him or whatever. Mm-hmm. She probably is. He's probably still hurt. And they don't know how to get over it. So it takes a strong woman to come in both of y'all lives to say, hey, mm-hmm. y'all got kids. And we not going if you can't be together together, then at least come together in Switzerland, which is the common ground for these kids. Like anything about these kids, we don't and then we don't bring kids into, you know, the adult situation. Mm -hmm. They stay out of it, you know, and I don't know why people won't go get counseling. I'm just black people. That's a long history. That's a show. That is another show. But that is the first one staying for I think we beat beat that that one. Okay. The idea Ooh, of that this is one where I've been struggling all week long. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I I picked up crocheting again after about 20 years. And mm-hmm. I have been crocheting like a mad person over maybe the last month or so. And I realized why I initially stopped when I began crocheting over this past month and I stopped because mm-hmm. I felt like what I was doing wasn't good enough to give away and as I began to sit there I said okay Lord this is not going to work for me because I love to crochet I don't want to put it down mm-hmm. anymore so something's going to have to give and as I began to sit there and crochet I realized God began to show me me he began to show me that I have this thing with perfection and that it causes me to start and stop a lot of projects and not finish it because I don't deem it worthy Mm -hmm. enough. Instead of using my gifts and practicing until it makes it to what it's supposed to make it to, I get frustrated and discouraged at the lack of initial perfection and I give up. And in my head, there's this whole other thing that happens as I'm doing this project or, or whatever it is. This time, right now it's crochet, but it could be another thing. God showed me over the course of my life that it could be another thing. <laughs> it's been other things before. <laughs> so, with, with this particular one, <laughs> with this particular mm-hmm. one, um, he's had me sit and take it step by step, step by step. Like, pra- like practicing on swatches and doing this, and taking it apart and starting over and doing it in a different type of stitch and doing this and doing that. And I realized that a lot of it was based off of what I thought about myself, not what I thought about the project itself. Mm. And, so, and so then, then the scripture <laughs> that I would use in Romans 14 
to go with this would have to be the one about um, verse 8. Romans 14 and verse 8 says, if we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. And let me tell you something. I'm about to slap you because I looked at that when I was like, uh, she might go there. I was like, she might go there. But I was like, but let me go. Let me, let me, let's, let me keep reading. That's why I'm listening to you, but yeah. I'm reading. I'm like, let me keep going. But I yeah. went there first. I went there first. And the other one is, uh, but he who doubts is yeah. condemned if he eats because if he does eat from, if he doesn't do it from faith, then whatever else is he does just saying, like, if you are so content mm-hmm. on being perfect, okay, what exactly. is perfection? Who, exactly. What is perfection? Perfection, like, perfection is a judgment. We are it's worth judgment that we make about worthiness. That is all that it is. There's no, there's no such thing okay. as quote unquote perfection. It's it's not, it's not. And, and the thing about the Christians, like, oh yeah, you supposed to be a Christian? That's not Christian. Oh my goodness. So my my mom's mechanic, my mom's mechanic, you know, little shade tree mechanic, had called her, and he was like, hey, woo woo, let's go over here with your sister and them and you know let's do like a crab boil or whatever she was like you can go I'm not going he was like why and he was like we just you know she said we like throwing me in there you know we just don't hang with them we just you know just you know they we just we just don't hang together so he's like badgering her he's like that's your sister and you're not being christ-like and and she was like well i don't care we just don't hang with them like you can go over there like why are you calling me so he just kept badgering so i eventually took the phone and i'm like listen whether it's Christ or not, I say some people you got to love from afar. And I say some people you can love within arm's length. I say, and if somebody doesn't hang with somebody, just because you want to go hang with them, don't try to make them feel bad by talking about, oh, you're supposed to be a Christian. Christians don't do that. Let me tell you something. If Christians did do this, we'll be in a whole lot better place. Instead of trying to force love on people who have time and time again will told you they don't want your love and have showed you they will not receive your love. The Bible tells us to shake the dust off our feet mm-hmm. and, and keep it moving. And so that's what I've done with a lot of people in my family, because just because mm-hmm. I don't do what you do and I'm not going to sit around you and kick you in your face because we have the same blood. No, no. And that's the hardest thing people cannot do. And they was like, oh, you supposed to be a Christian. You supposed to love the Bible. Say, I have to love you, not sit up under you and be abused. And so then in first Timothy chapter three. Um, verses one, two, three, and four, I believe, it lays out a list of people you're supposed to avoid at all costs. Abuse are one of those people. It's in, <laughs> it's in the list. It's in the list. And if somebody, <laughs> but if somebody has told you time, told you and shown you time and time again that, I, okay, let me scratch that because I know it feels like I have a thought. Then I. My, I'll be listening back to the edits. I'll be like, boy, I'll be thinking one thing and I'll go off another way. <laughs> I'm not scared. No, it just be all. so much to tell. <laughs> However, I it'd be so much to tell and you you don't want to kind of me, this is for to edify people. So right. I don't want to demonize nobody on here because that will not be of God. But it's like this. If I am set on a course to go to Jamaica, why am I hanging around people who is in the boat to go to China? It make I, I can't make that make sense. No, how I have set a course to go to Jamaica. 
So why am I going to get in a boat with people who are going to China? That's a totally different, another a whole nother language that is Mandarin. That is a whole different culture, which is, you know, focused on you can't, you know, you have to be one particular religion and all of that. One state, one mind, all of that. I am a free person. I'm trying to go to Jamaica. Not that I'm trying to get high or anything, but I just want to go to Jamaica because I feel like that's where my course is being set. And so people don't understand that. And they, and they think that is not love. They think is that is that's rejection. And that's, you know, they make you feel bad because you are going to Jamaica and they, they get in the boat. Where everybody's going to China, baby, you can do that. I'm not a conformist. I don't conform. If you swimming upstream and I'm swimming downstream, Hey, keep it moving. I love y'all. That doesn't mean I don't love you. That doesn't mean I'm not doing what God has told me to do. I am loving my neighbor as myself. But if my neighbor is going to China, baby, hey, I'll see you when you and get so back. I think that Christians have fallen into the trap of believing that there is one way. And so just because there's one way to God through the Son does not mean that there's only one way to honor and obey the Son. That's not the truth. Each man is to be convinced in his own mind of the way it is in which he's supposed to believe that with one admonition, right? To love the Lord, dear God, with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. And then the second is just like the first, right? To love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And so then if you do those two things, mm-hmm. then whatever else I do within the boundaries of those two things, no one should have a thing to say to me about it. At all at all but that is but that is what comes with being a christian everybody think you well, everybody don't perfect, read it or you're supposed to walk in this bubble <laughs> of perfection they don't but and and i and i fought leaders and i fought people who has branded this thing as a perfect a perfection thing because nobody has gotten in a pulpit and has been real yeah. nobody has gotten in a pulpit and said yeah my daughter had a baby at 30 13 my son is gay and you know he's doing this nobody has gotten and say this is how this family got through this nobody has gotten in a pulpit and exposed their family exposed their stuff so people so people could see and know that we are human and we deal with real human issues because i still have to that son that is gay maybe that's why i don't speak about that's why i don't preach on being gay or preach about gay being a sin because hey i got a son that's gay i don't preach on you know if you notice people preach on the things they Mm -hmm. want you to focus on going back to that that's that shifted focus i want you to focus on this you remember our one pastor you never heard never, anything never, about sexual never, sins never. or anything sexual sins rampant in the body it was okay in the head well, that flow you know, if people put us together they're gonna find people, out who we talking with, about trying to, trying to keep it g whatever but when people <laughs> So when people came to the church and they spoke mm-hmm. on that, you never saw them again. You, d- d- we cut ties. We don't, we don't fool with them. We preach on the thing which we want you to focus on, and what we believe that'll get you into heaven. No, you gotta preach the whole Bible. You can't just eat one roll. And so you this is exactly whole what I said to somebody else earlier. To- the reason why other people that are outside of quote unquote the church cannot take believers seriously is because we don't do what our word tells us to do and so we open ourselves up to their criticism mm-hmm. because we don't do what the word tells us to do and the and one of the things that we're supposed to do that we don't do is to confess one to another what's going on with us if we would confess mm. one to another what's going on with us we wouldn't feel the need to hide 
we wouldn't feel the need to hide and then mm-hmm. nobody would have to be quote unquote not preaching anything because that's what's happening with them or anything like that none of that will go down because hold it over my head because I confessed that the other day okay you you telling me my son is gay okay so what I confessed that last week what's your problem Oh well, oh well, oh well, your son is gay. I know. Okay. I confessed that last week and asked for prayer. Are you praying? But here's the thing: that's my it son. Is, that's not me. Who, who it would be? This is this is what people like to do. They like to hold the things in your life that are quote unquote not right against you. So if you're a leader in a leadership position, mm-hmm. you'll find the lay people holding your quote unquote sins against you, so that they can say, "Oh, why they don't have to listen to you, or why you're not a good leader," or so they can point the blame a finger at you. Right. Right. I remember when when I I came back here, you right. know, I was saved away from my family. You know, I grew I grew in the Lord and I and I actually and I thank God for that because had I had I gotten to know the Lord up under, you know, around my family and my family's church, I'll be just like them in and out of church, in and out of church without a true relationship with God. Just one and they oh you're backslider this they like that whole wishy washy thing. So when I got here and I'm living, I'm like, oh my God. And I see why God took me away for those, that 10, 15 year period to, you know, clean me up and get me good, put me on the solid ground so I can stand against my own family. Because I got back here and I had an aunt that said, oh, I remember who you used to be. And I was like, you do? I said, the devil remember that? I said, so you're bringing it up because of what? What? I said, because tell me something today. You're bringing up my past for what? So you can try to put me in my place? I say you can't. My past is just that. It's past. And I've already, you know, like you said, I've already, you know, asked God for forgiveness from that. So now why are you bringing it up today? Mm-hmm. Well, it was a control mechanism. It was a thing to control me and to get me to be like, okay, auntie, I'm sorry, I'm back now. No, no, baby, you're, you're on drugs. You're wrong. And just because you're on drugs and you're wrong, you're trying to make like, oh, I know what you used to do. Yeah, I do too. And probably will still do it if you get my timing wrong, which is fight. Da-da, everybody know I fight. <laughs> I might still do it. You get me wrong. You know, mm-hmm. it's a control thing. And then too, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a I can point out your sin. That way I can good, I can keep good. keep hiding behind mine. Because cause the more cause the more I point at the leader, the more I point at the person and say, This what you're doing, this what you're doing, I'm not looking you we nobody's looking at me. It's like the person that starts mm-hmm, the fight mm-hmm, and then sit mm-hmm. back and watch it happen. Y'all sitting here fighting, y'all sitting there bickering, complaining about the pastor. The person that started this whole thing, uh yeah, they wow. made that still in money. But they want y'all to focus on the pastor sleeping around and running women, as the old folks say. But they still in the church mm-hmm. money. Like, look what they doing. It's a whole smoke and mirror thing. But nobody is perfect. And But we need to understand that just because you get in the pulpit and you be like, listen, last night, I about cussed that oh wife's mind out. Don't cuss at a <laughs> You know, it was on. Did, did you see did, did you did you see the one where the man say, y'all need to get y'all together? And he was like. And then he just kept on preaching. Uh, I think I saw that real was, quick. And oh, I was like, a... oh, that must be fake. Let me see the movie. And then my daughter was like, no, he's serious. He's serious. No. And I said, well, amen. Amen. Baby. But they must need to get it together. And I kept it moving because 
Because how many of us have slipped and cussed in front of their mama or slipped and cussed in front of their grandmama or slipped and cussed in front of somebody that they didn't mean to cuss in front of? So because it's in the church, it's any different. But God is with you wherever you slip up and cuss at. It don't make no difference whether or not it's in the building or out the building. You cuss. Who made cussing? Who made They're cussing not, but they the take that It's about the New Testament that talks about blessings and cursings. And they take it and they say, oh, well, you're not supposed to cuss. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. But cussing is is man-made. Man made up these words and said that they're this or they're that. And then they put oh, all okay. these rules and laws against it. And and God don't deal in that. So that's going down to, to number five, which is allowing socially acceptable standards mm-hmm. or ideas yes. to change. And so then and so then right now we're talking about so let me put a, right now we're talking about put a check mark by that. who said that cussing was this or who said that cussing was that and why why can we not or why should we not? But it could easily be something different. It could easily be something that um is that God does talk about as a sin and everybody else is saying that it's right and they're trying to get you to do it and you're like, no, nah, I ain't gonna do that. And then people are looking at you, well, I don't know why you won't do that. Do it for the culture. Do it for the culture. And you're looking at them like, like it says specifically in the Bible, don't do that. Why are y'all trying to do that? And then people will try to demonize you. Okay, well, okay, well, you, you, I'm going to go ahead and say it. You might not want to say it, but I'm going ahead and say it because I got, I got so many of them in my family. Being gay, they will tell you because gay is now socially acceptable. Being with a, a man, being with a man is now socially acceptable. A woman being with a woman is now socially acceptable. But y'all done skipped all over the Bible where he said he gave right. them over to the to do unnatural mind. things. Hold on, like, let's we done skipped that, that right. part of the Bible. <laughs> okay, to do unnatural yeah. Okay. things yeah. with other men is what the scripture says specifically. Mm-hmm. Men with women, women with women, yes. lying with dogs and, and different, you know, mm-hmm. animals and different things. Yes. And so people be like, oh, so what you gay bashing? Ma'am, sir, my favorite person in the whole wide world is gay. My cousin, Sharika, who was, I will ride a guy. Hey, she ride a guy from she got a girl. I like Sharika. That don't mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sharika will do, and the thing about it is, she knows the Bible back and forth. And she, because she has to take her clients to, to church. Wherever mm-hmm. her clients go, she has to go there. So she takes her clients to church. She don't just take them to church and put them in a handicap section and go sit in the van and not know. She participates. Girl know every song. She she get the Bible out. She read it. And she be telling me stuff. So she knows. And she reads the Bible. So she knows it's a sin. But ain't, but that's don't make me love her any less. That don't make me walk away from her. And they don't let you get get talk about her either. Well, I just got talk about to say her, about we, that. We gonna mount up. Because we looking at her nah, you, for her obvious homosexual sin. I'm just saying. But that pastor that overeat that's 375 pounds that had to have his foot amputated from diabetes last week. Nobody said anything to him about uh his sins and his overeating, his gluttony, and the things that he's and nobody said nothing to the bishop last week that's lied about everything from Sunday to Monday. Nobody said anything about that sin of his lying and all liars having their place in the lake of fire, like the Bible says. We'll talk about that. Exactly. But so why, are we putting, so why are we putting the homosexual sin, sin on blast sin. as if it's the only sin that people are committing? And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm just going to call one of them out. That's in the Bible that says this is what you not should not do. When we focus on no, 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 cussing, I know I'm saying we're going about back to the little point, shifting the focus. But I'm just no, I'm just I'm that's what I'm talking about too. 
that's what I'm talking about too. So we we stop yes. we shifting our focus to the wrong thing. Our focus should be loving. It should be walking in love and loving people. So this whole Trump thing with the with the whole uh 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 won't concede the election. So these preachers, mm-hmm. these evangelical preachers, what they're calling them, um, they're like the election was stolen and this and that. So they're helping mm-hmm. fuel the fire to this whole election you know, to do this whole election, nebu, nebu. So one of the articles I read was like, oh, they're afraid that Biden's going to undo everything that they were able to do up under Trump, which is to ban, you know, gay people from going, asking for wedding cakes and, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that of that nature. I remember one of the sisters, one of the sisters told me, she said, it is not your job to tell them people they can't. God gave you the gift to bake cakes. If they come in there can, and can, want a cake for their wedding, baby, make the cake. And you pray, and you pray, and you just pray over that cake, and you know, you plant the seed some way, somehow, that later on that they will be, it will be able to, you know, get planted in their soul and grow. But if God gave you the ability to bake the cake, he didn't tell you just bake the cake for straight people. He didn't tell you just bake the cake for only white people. He didn't tell you to bake that cake for only uh blonde hair, blue eyed people. He say, I'm giving you, you know, these gifts and callings come without repentance. So one of your gifts, one of your callings is to bake cakes. You. Baby, bake the I'm with you. I cake. just got to talk about my brother Joseph along. real quick, and I'm going to roll on. Go ahead. So my brother Joseph with the coat of Go ahead. colors. Now, Joseph's brothers wanted to get rid of him. They threw him in a pit. Y'all know the story, right? Y'all read it. It's in, it's in the Bible. It's in Genesis. Now, Joseph was thrown into the pit. Now, the people came, and the brothers sold Joseph into slavery to the people that was coming on by. So now the people take him on and uh, close to Egypt or whatever, mm-hmm. and he ends up after being at Potiphar's house for a little while. We gonna skip over Potiphar and his life, but Joseph in jail, and his name comes up for the Pharaoh of Egypt as someone who can interpret dreams based off of something a talent that God had given him when he was in jail. So he comes up before the Pharaoh and he gives Pharaoh the interpretation of the dreams as God allows. Now after that, the Pharaoh puts Joseph in one of the most trusted positions in Egypt, uh, the Grand Vizier, if you will. And what Joseph does then after that is Joseph Mm -hmm. takes and he sets up a system to protect Pharaoh from what was supposed to happen in the dream. In the dream, Pharaoh had dreamed it was going to be some years of famine and some years of plenty. So Joseph devises a system with the help of God that is going Mm. to allow Egypt, and not only Egypt, but the surrounding area to survive in the midst of this famine. And so they begin to make their preparations. Now, Joseph is a Hebrew boy. He's an Israelite. He is one of the children of Israel. His Mm -hmm. daddy, his daddy, is Israel okay? It's so, so at this mm-hmm. particular point in time, the famine is going on in the land. He is the grand vizier over Egypt, he is saving the entire region. Now, in the midst of saving the entire region, his brothers and the rest of the children of Israel are in famine as well, and they make the long trek to Egypt in order to get provision. And Joseph, in the Grand Vizier position, recognizes his brothers and not provide for his brothers and for the rest of his family, but he ends up being reunited with his father. So when God does things, God doesn't do things to, to affect you and your four and no more. When God gives you talents and Hmm. gifts and blessings are supposed to overflow, God changes nations. 
he ain't he ain't interested in just your pinky toe. He's interested in your pinky toe, but not just your pinky toe. It's the entirety of you that God is interested in. So the entirety of the world is who God is interested in. We're doing the same thing. Modern believers are doing the same thing as the Sadducees and the Pharisees. We're saying that it's just the Jews and that's it. It ain't nobody else. And the bottom line is that Christ came for the world. And so then our talents and gifts given mm-hmm. from God are for the world, not just for the believer or the unbeliever. So then let me be accountable to my master in the way that I use the talents and the gifts that my master gave me. Hmm. Okay, now I'm out my bag. <laughs> I was gonna let it sit. I was gonna let that cook for a little minute. Because because people don't realize you cannot. The Lord told me when I when I when I left my ex husband. Well, we got a divorce and I and I moved back here to Florida. He kept showing me. I kept having dreams. Kept having dreams. And I kept saying, Lord, I'm not praying for him. That ain't my job no more. (laughs) That is not my job. I'm not praying for him. He got a new wife. Let her pray for him. And the Lord, just as clear as me and you talking, he said, I gave you the gift of intercession. I didn't tell you to pick you that you get to choose well, well, who well, you can intercede well, for. Well. So I have the gift of intercession, but you want to pick and choose who you intercede for. That's not what I gave you that gift for. Now go and pray. You know, you, 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 you oh, got okay, like to talk to me. Okay, just a caveat. I need everybody to know that you really be talking to God <laughs> just like that. Okay? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I too, the kids was like, Do you act like this in church when I be in class? I said, Baby, all day, every day. If the president come here, what do you want? You like, this is just how I feel. The way you got to talk to me like that, but I'm going to be on your prayer life. With our children, with our husbands, on our jobs, with our leaders, in our private time, when it ain't nobody around and we're talking to ourselves. Like, this is just, this is just us. Listen, the one thing I know that God really loves and really accepts is realness and truth. And when you have truth within yourself, when you can see, when you can look in the mirror and, and for me, it had, for me, I had to get naked to realize that. And I mean, like, oh, cause she's going to talk about nakedness. No, like for real, legit. I legit had to take off all of my clothes and look at myself in the mirror and be like, and if you can look in the mirror and you could just stand there and look at yourself with all the imperfections that you don't like about yourself and you have to accept it. God was like, you got to accept this is the way I made you. I'm you, you, you're, I know every hair on your head. You are, you are perfectly made in my eyes. Like when I see you, this is, you know, I see perfection because I made you. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. probably, you can nitpick the stuff about you. So after that day, I had to learn to be truthful with God and just be like, you know what? Just tell him the butt naked truth. Like if you, like you just got to, and you just got to get naked or whatever. For me, it was the nakedness. You, you, it might be something else. It may be another way that God show you how to be truthful with yourself. But at the end of the day, God loves truth. And he loves for you to be honest with him. And you go in there. Because I tried it. Lord Stop God. It. Stop it. To you Stop now. it. Stop oh, it. Father. Listen, that, 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 mo- that moaning bitch. I tried right. that. I can't do that. I can't. You know what? <laughs> It doesn't. You know what made me really, really look at myself? I was on I was on guard duty in Korea. 
this girl had on this girl usually with like all black black lipstick black hair i'm like she one of them goth girls she a wicker she served witches you know but we on guard dude and i'm kind of at my part of the desk and she on her part of the desk and she said um you the girl that something I don't know what I I was I used to braid hair or whatever. She said you the girl that did did such and such hair. That was a really cute style. And I was like thank you. And she was like um do you know Jesus? <laughs> what you mean? Do I know Jesus? And and the thing about it is I should have been asking her, but she asked me. I'm I'm looking at her like she she the weirdo the girl that we being all black. She said, do you know Jesus? I said, yeah, I know Jesus. She said, oh, that's great. She said, oh, my God, I love God. He is so awesome. And I said, I do, too. And I'm looking at her. And she's like, you probably go to the gospel service. Because you, if you're not in the military, <laughs> the services are all <laughs> segregated. <laughs> and so the black people's service is known as the gospel service. So she's like, you probably go to the gospel service. And I was like, okay, just because I go to the gospel service don't mean anything. She said, well, would you like to come out to one of our Bible studies? You know, we're going to feed you. She's like, you want to come? We want to feed you. Don't I mean, think really, food gonna get me there, but I'm coming because I want some food. So now break, break down, break down. <laughs> it's why, not really. Why black I'm coming at the gospel services? Real quick, real quick, please, sis, just tell <laughs> Because I never figured out. Because, you because tell in us. our minds, we still slaves. <laughs> I do. So we still connected. So we still connected with slavery. Uh, okay. Okay, mark it. I'm gonna mark that down for another oh, conversation. Man. But we got to wrap this up in a few minutes. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, I got I'm trying to get you to that husband. So <laughs> so so I went, she said, Don't worry about dressing up. She said, I know you dress up at the gospel service. Don't worry about dressing up. Just you know, come as you are, whatever. So I came there and them them kids had on them some people had on shorts, tank tops, halter tops. And they were doing a Bible study series and I had caught like the second or the third part of the series and they had Popeye's, Pizza Hut, they had everything there. So you watch a little film, then you have breakout group discussions and stuff. But when it got to the part where they was ending it, the guy got in the circle and I'm like, okay, we finna hit some dry prayer. My president, Lord, forgive me. I did it. Yes. I was like, we about to hit it. That man say, Father God, we're not going to take up much of your time. But we know you are the father of time. You don't exist in time. And he was just like, I just want to thank you for everybody that's here. He was just talking. He was like, we probably sinned this week. We're probably going to sin again this week. He said, but we're not using that as an excuse. He said, God, we're just imperfect, imperfect people. He just began to talk. He said, we thank you for Tangela being here. And I was like, oh, he remember my name. He just talked. It wasn't, oh, Lord. It wasn't, Father God in heaven. He just plain, the way that guy talked at that Bible study was how he talked in that prayer. From that day on, I stopped trying to force that type of prayer over myself. And I had my cousin tell me, oh, you ages, you haven't been visited by the Holy Spirit if you ain't never uh, did all that. I was like, well, then I would, I probably never will because I just, that's, that's just something I think you can't hear from all that hawking and spitting and that is a stylized that, that is stylistic and, and, you that, know, and that praying is and, stuff. and as varied and as different as there are ways to braid and don't none of them mean that your hair is no healthier than nobody just, else's that's because you braid like that okay so that's their way of doing that and that works for them and their relationship with God let them be resigned to their own masters but as far as me and my house is concerned baby Mm-hmm. 
listen so I just it was just certain mm-hmm. points in my life that God showed me you don't have to do all of that I, you talk to me in your own personal language and so just that realness like I said for me it was just getting naked and, tapped, and he just forced me to look at myself and um, and it was like right after my divorce and I was kind of small kind of big and you know I was feeling real like don't nobody love me you know that little period after your divorce you 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 have that um don't nobody want me out and don't don't nobody love me situation it was during that time and then that whole prayer thing was like i said i was in korea serving the military there was like different points in my life where god was just showing me just keep it real with me just keep it a book and me and you're gonna be that's all 100. right and so that's i just keep it a book with god just i keep a it a book with myself okay all right <laughs> <laughs> so we just we just keep it real with God. Um, I kind of want to close with my Galatians Come quote, back next but week, we're, Lord. Not, we're not done. We have one, two. We've been on here. We have hour. one, two, we three. We got four more. We got four we're not going to suffer our foot to be moved <laughs> until the Lord reveals all that shall be revealed in Romans 14. Okay. So- all right, so we went over shifted focus, the idea of perfection and allowing sociably acceptable standards or ideas to change you. And so with that, we don't wanted do that. to say, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't shift your focus. Let it stay on God. Let it stay on loving people. Uh, the idea of, of, imperfe- uh, idea mm-hmm. of perfection, there's, listen, there's no perfect nothing. There, you are imperfectly perfect the way you are, and um, these socially acceptable standards or ideas mm-hmm. they don't have to give an account every to time. the Lord because every knee shall bow and every tongue yeah, shall down. confess. Yeah. And he said, You're gonna have to give an account for every idle, every idle word that you utter on this earth. So, you better, you, be, you better sis, hold on. Um, I'm good. before I go out in prayer, you good, sis? All right, we're trying to get her to that husband, so let's go to the Father. Our Father who are in heaven, hallowed would be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory Amen. forever. And let the church say, All right, sis, let them know where they can find us at on those social media platforms. Absolutely. They can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook, all by the same name, Still Clay Podcast. All right, folks, remember, just as we are two vessels of clay still being molded by God, so are you. And until next time, walk in love.